podcast that covers the best albums and songs that music has to offer unrestrained by genre or any musical type i curtis will guide you through the music you ought to be listening to as we are commenting on music it's worth noting that all music covered on music talk is covered under the fair use copyright law with that out of the way let's get on with the show Hey everybody, welcome to Music Talk. My name's Curtis, I'm your host. Uh, first off, thanks for uh, being patient with me. Uh, I had a few plans for great Music Talk episodes and then plans fell through and things happened and then I kind of got a little bummed about it if I'm being completely honest with you guys. And uh, what ended up happening was I was just like, oh, I don't know what I want to do because I had all these ideas and they all just sort of panned out. Well... Today, I was tweeting because I found out Harmar Superstar, who brought us in with uh, the t- uh, track off of uh, his album that uh, we're going to be discussing today, Bye Bye 17, uh, I basically said, hey, I, I see you're coming to Vancouver, and I'm like, I don't care that your show's on a Tuesday, I'm going to be there because Harmar Superstar is just one of my favorite artists. And I, you know, I just kind of did it as like, a, oh, cool, I'm definitely going to be there because I'm, I'm excited for him. He's... He's a kind of an artist that you may get one impression of him listening to him now, but he, you're going to get a way better impression if you ever see him live. Um, not to say that his music's bad by any stretch if you're listening to the album, but just live is a totally different beast. And he liked it. You know, he was almost like, oh, man. And I'm like, you know what? You liked my tweet, Hardmore Superstar. The very least I can do to thank you for that. I mean, aside from buying tickets to your show, is to let people know about your music. And you know what? Here's the thing. Hardmore Superstar is one of the more interesting artists out there nowadays because he manages to sort of have this R&B soul flavor to him all mixed up in an overweight, balding man's body. Uh, if you ever watch the animated cartoon The Critic, you can sort of imagine uh, sort of what he would look like. And um, it's just, it's it's uh, it's pretty funny because like when I tell people that and they look at it, they're like, 
oh yeah, he does look like the main character from the Critic cartoon. Um, and yeah, so uh, I, all honesty, you know, looks aside, he's a great artist, so I'm not, not going to murder anything. But it is just kind of funny because he's very soulful and got that R&B sound. And then all of a sudden you just see what he looks like. You're like, oh, that was not what I expected. Um, so yeah, that's uh, Lady You Shot Me. And you know what? I don't want to say this is an overly complicated song because I don't think it really is. It's just uh, kind of like a, a bit of a, tr well, maybe a tragic love story, you know? Maybe a little bit of a not-so-happy ending, but you know what? Not all do. Uh, not all endings are going to be good in the world of love. But you know what? I just love how this track is just so energetic. And the whole album is, too. I mean, it's just so much energy to it that it's great. Uh, but, uh, you know, I don't want to gush too much about the album as a whole because, you know, I've still got, uh, you know, a little bit more to go. So let's uh, jump into the next track here, which is going to be Prisoner. So that's Prisoners, or Prisoner, sorry, uh, singular. And uh, yeah, I, again, you know what? I don't think Harmore Superstar is an overly complicated artist. You know, sometimes uh, artists doesn't need to be. It could just, you know, they could just have very entertaining music, and I think that's uh, definitely what Harmore strives towards. Again, it's not overly complicated. In fact, I would actually argue that this earlier stuff is a little more complicated and a little bit more. Uh, complex in terms of what it's trying to do but at the same time too it just didn't sound good 
and I don't know. I know there's fans of his older stuff, and I'm not trying to, you know, trudge all over their uh, you know, things they like. But at the same time, too, like I just found it to be just kind of like almost too much. You know, like when you're trying to have a unique sound and all this other stuff, you know, it's natural to want to try different things and you know put in some uh, sort of effort uh, to make yourself sound out. But at the same time, too, man, I just I really like that uh, he's got such a really simple sound on this uh, record. It flows, it sounds great. And some critics actually went in the album came out and kind of trust it for that, saying like, oh man, this is so simple. But you know, in a lot of cases, like I think artists kind of like overcomplicate their sound. And then afterwards they realize, you know what, you know, uh, this is probably a, like a little bit too much. Let's scale it down a bit. And then they get into this nice ebb and flow of sound that they really do want. Uh, and I think that's kind of what happened with Harmore Superstar. He had this great sound when he started out, but it wasn't like great. And, you know, he sort of simplified it, and then he got 5 by 17 and, you know, some of his other records are a little bit more RB soul. And I think it just works, because it's so much simpler, so much more to the point. Uh, thematically, it's really not much to dive into. Uh, but, uh, you know, just in terms of the style, it's just, it's great to hear. So, um, the thing is, is that uh, I had actually bought this record on iTunes a long time ago, and there is a track called Everywhere I'm Local. And for some reason, I've actually tried to rectify this a few times. This is also kind of what delayed the episode was. Uh, I was trying to put in everywhere I'm local, uh, and the file's corrupt. I've been trying to get, like, a replacement file for it, but I just can't seem to. iTunes, for whatever reason, just doesn't want to give me a better file. I don't know why. Um, So I'm going to skip over that track, uh, because it's the only one that really I wasn't able to upload. It is a great track and you should check it out in your own volition if you have a sec but uh i'm gonna kind of skip ahead i don't normally do this for music talk but again i've literally tried everything to get this file uh into garage band which is what i used to record and it's just not working so let's move on to the next track after everywhere i'm local uh by the way everywhere i'm local it's not one of my favorite songs but it's okay uh which is why i also don't mind just uh, skipping over a little bit let's go over to the next track here which is restless lake
Okay, welcome back everybody. So that's Restless Leg. I love Restless Leg. It's a great uh, song and it's not just because it has a video with puppets having sex. No, that is one reason why it's such a great uh, track, but also too is just really catchy. I do think it is about sex, uh, by the way, but uh, it's just such a fun track. I enjoy it for sort of, again, the kind of like upbeat kind of positive vibes it puts off. It's just kind of like a catchy song and uh, you know I'm not much for real pop music or anything so something's really kind of catchy it's kind of like on its own weird terms which is kind of why I like Harmore Superstar like he is kind of pop-ish kind of sounding but he's also like he does his own thing I mean the guy basically will take off most of his clothes and dance around half naked at shows if you uh, have the eye to watch that then you know you're going to get an eyeful of uh, half naked Harmar superstar, and I just think it's so great that like he's got this like almost this energy that really he just unrestrains himself. He's just like, you know what? Yeah, I'm. Uh, this is what I do. I'm going to do it. You know, you can follow suit, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I find it interesting. Not too many artists are like that. So, um, yeah. So let's uh, move on to the next uh, track here, which is going to be twelve twelve. Okay, so that is 12, 12, 
What's the song about? I don't know. I can't tell you. I just like the sound of it. Is that a bad thing? Does every song need to have meaning behind it, or could it just be something that I like listening to? Is that okay, listeners? Uh, no, it's, um... One of the things I've always liked about Harmar is that he really is unfiltered in that, you know, he knows exactly what his sound is, and, uh, he's really kind of, uh, unflinching and sort of keeping with that, so it's impressive at the end of the day, uh, you know, um... I always just think, you know, for an artist like himself, you know, he he came up sort of, I think, like, really popular on, like, certain sites like SoundCloud and College Radio and all this other stuff. And so, like, he wasn't really popular through, like, the regular means, but he sort of came up through these alternative channels. And I wouldn't say by any stretch of the imagination that he was made popular by it, but I do think he got a lot more ears now than he did before. Uh, I do also partially think this is uh, based on the fact that, you know, he ultimately sort of, you know, spruced up his sound and made him sound a little more catchier than he was before. So I think that definitely helped too. So that's 12-12. And uh, with that, uh, we're going to go on to the next track here, which is We Don't Sleep. Welcome back, everybody. That's the track We Don't Sleep. And guess what? I do sleep. Uh, I kind of want to sleep right now. It's been a long day, but I was like, I'm determined to get this out. Uh, I kind of mentioned before that uh, I think I might have even mentioned a few times, like uh, the whole thing with uh, Hardmar Superstars that uh, he used to kind of like have like raunchy, super ironic lyrics. Like, I think he was almost trying way too hard. Uh, and a lot of people sort of were surprised when he released this album and it was more sincere. There was some more just honest truths to it. 
it kind of like took everyone by surprise to be honest and uh, I you know I, I look at a track like we don't sleep as sort of being this like uh, kind of like sign of progression like compare this to some of his earlier tracks where he's just yeah like super ironic super raunchy and just trying to be like really out there and then you get to something like this which is more sincere more down to earth and it's more just kind of like a nice catchy song again it's not a bad thing some people think you know oh you know i guess there's always the mindset of like oh that band sold out they tried to mainstream their sound and obviously i don't think uh harmar superstar ever could be mainstream i mean he hasn't yet uh i think the most popular thing he's ever done is like uh, having a cameo in a pitch perfect movie which by the way i was not a fan of that movie but then when i saw he was in it i was like holy shit that's harmar superstar uh but yeah, I don't think he's ever gonna get mainstream, and uh, that's kind of the funny thing is like some people are saying, "Oh, he sold out." I'm like, well, what did he? What would he have sold out for? Because it's not like he's now super popular and you know, making big bucks, you know, getting all these big gigs. No, he's just he just makes music. I, the guy's even a podcaster like me. He doesn't even necessarily uh, record music all the time. He has other projects, which is really cool. Um, so yeah, that's uh, we don't sleep, and let's uh, move on to the next track here. Uh, which is going to be WWW as in World Wide Web. So that's the track WWW, and again, it's, I think it's all about sincerity. You know, uh, I it's uh, I think a lot of it's all ties to girls at the end of the day, which is kind of funny because I think uh, a lot of a lot of music ends up being about you know people being missed and you know felt like time was lost, and I feel like that's ultimately what the song's about. Uh, even though, again, for Hardmark, this is uh, definitely not playing against the type that he normally plays. This is definitely something different for him, but I like it. You know, again, it's sort of this nice, sort of like more soothing sound, and uh, you know, sometimes again that uh, trumps it out over, uh, you know, trying to just be as raunchy and ironic as possible. Although I still like that part, uh, Hardmark, a little bit, but uh, yeah, no, I feel like this episode's gonna just be a little more different because i'm not necessarily being all like oh yeah here's the themes and what this all means this is pretty much like i just like the sound of it which is you know hopefully you would like that because like you know i don't know if i always have to have deep thematic understandings of an album sometimes it just sounds nice so 
Um, there's uh, the next track here, which is called Rhythm Bruises. So we're going to get into that track and we'll come back and chat about that in a sec. Okay, so that's Rhythm Bruises, which is uh, probably one of my favorite tracks off the album. I think it's just because it um, sort of paints this picture of like an abusive relationship tinged with this like mutual love of music, which is I think why you get these rhythm bruises. It's sort of the idea that there's uh, sort of like some emotional scars there, some emotional bruises, perhaps is a better term, uh, and you know, ultimately for uh, the protagonist of the song, it's this idea of, holy cow, uh, you know, like, this song and everything just sort of has this deeper meaning. I think we all kind of do that. Like, you know, uh, maybe sometimes you listen to a song that uh, you and your ex used to listen to, and you realize, oh, man, this is like, I, I can't do it anymore because it just brings up these rhythm bruises. Eh? Eh? No, it's, it's a great track, and I just like the sort of like more uh, kind of melancholic nature of it. It's very kind of easygoing, really simple to listen to, which I guess all the tracks on this album are. They have their energy, but they're not nearly, you know, like demanding in terms of like you have to pay attention to what the songs say. You can kind of just uh, lay back, maybe have a drink, and just uh, listen to the song. So the, we're going to get to the second to last track here, which is Don't Make Me Hit You. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I uh, how I feel about the title of the song, but we'll get to the song in a sec here.
Okay, so that is the track Don't Make Me Hit You. Uh, despite its title, I think it's really just about this like relationship that's just over. And uh, it gets simple, right? Uh, I think you have to maybe go back and listen to Harmar's other stuff to realize that he did kind of simplify things a little bit. And I think that's kind of why the, uh, these tracks work so well, but uh, this one seems to have a bit more complexity to it. He does have a few songs that sort of tinge in that complexity, mixed in with sort of the simple lyrics and sounds, so you don't really feel it much. It doesn't feel overbearing. I mean, it's there if you want to look for it and, you know, and analyze it, but it's not required. But uh, yeah, no, I just really love this track, and uh, it's, uh, I was kind of joking about the title. It is a really kind of like awkward title, but uh, I, I think it just comes from this place of like just being fed up with this relationship that uh, he's in. And I think we all kind of get to that point eventually, you know, sometimes you're just with someone, you're like, you know, I'm just done. Like, I can't do this anymore, so. Um, that's it for that, and then let's get to the final track here, which is going to be Late Night Morning Light. So that is the uh, final and probably, in my opinion, favorite track off uh, Bye Bye 17, and that's Late Night Morning Light. And why is it my favorite? It's simple. It's about it being late, you wanting to maybe see a certain somebody. You know, it's, it's simple, simple. Again, we don't want to overcomplicate things, we want it simple. You know what? You could tell me, oh, hey, Kurt, I would never, you know, be, like, trying to chat with a girl at, uh, you know, like, 2 a.m. in the morning trying to get in touch with her. But you know what? That's a lie. And you know it. We, we've all been there. Same with girls. You know, you can't tell me that you haven't been, like, hoping some guy would be like, hey, what are you up to? You know, at the end of the day, and this is not a sexist thing, this is, just, this is like, gender agnostic. This has happened to all of us. And I feel... This actually happened to me not too long ago. I've been, I was seeing this girl for the bit. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm still seeing her. I apologize. She's going to get mad at me if I say this, but I'm still seeing her. And um, one night I was like, 
I was kind of a little drunk. We only got on like two dates, so we hadn't really gone on the third yet. And I was like, it it was late. It was like two a.m. I was on like the last transit train going home, and uh, they were like, "Oh, coming up is the stop." And I knew she was like a couple blocks from the stop. And I was like, oh, "Man, I, I I should really just stick on this train, and I should just not get off." Uh, you know, like, I should just stay on and just go home. But then I got off, and, like, there goes the last train. So there was no other train I could take. I was basically stuck here. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to uh, try to make the best of the situation. So what do I do? I walk to her place, and I say, uh, I'm not going to say her name on air. Although, I don't know. Maybe she's fine with it. No, she's, she, she's, she's shaking her head. She's in the room with me right now. She's shaking her head as if to say, no, do not get my nails. So it's a good thing that we clarified that. Um, <laughs> uh, she, you know, I was texting her and I was like, hey, you know, I am uh, in the area. Do you want to hang out? And she's like, I know what you mean by hang out this late. At 2 a.m. Uh, on, a, a, on a Saturday morning, 2 a.m., you know, text messages are never, you know, hey, what are you watching on Netflix these days? It's always something else. Uh, she saw right through it. But then the thing is, too, she said, yeah, sure, come on over. So I, I must have done something right. So, uh, But that song just always was sort of like, actually, funny enough, I was actually listening to this album when that happened, and this track came on the exact time that I got off the train. So maybe that's what motivated me. But you know what? It's a great track. And you know what? Great album. Uh, I'm really glad I did this because, you know, part of the thing with music talk is I tried to do uh, music that, you know, I think a lot of people wouldn't know about and you know the thing with doing like things like Fiona Apple and Kings of Leon is like yeah um, a lot of people don't know them but a lot of people do and they're kind of like kind of easier cuts so this one's probably gonna be one of the most challenging ones I've done because I know for a fact like you can go and look at uh, the number of like likes and whatnot on uh, Harmar stuff and it's not that much I mean it's honestly abysmal considering that uh, you know he is such a great artist and it's I think it's a travesty I think if anything what I want you to do is take this episode and share it with people who might like his music so that they can listen to it and maybe get an idea or even just you know recommend the album uh, this is he he needs support and you know I want to see him succeed as I'm sure if you've listened to this episode now you want to see him succeed too so let's all do Harmar a favor and follow him on twitter on facebook listen to his music go see him at a show definitely go see him live if you see him live there are very few things in his life that i would guarantee you would not regret this i can guarantee you would not regret seeing him live it is fantastic with that thank you for joining me on music talk i apologize for the delay again i had like probably like 15 ideas they all did not pan out so uh, I sort of left just being like I had all these ideas and they didn't work uh, and I ended up doing this because I was like you know what again Harbar Superstar just liked my tweet and you know that's how much of an approachable guy he is he just liked my tweet so um, with that thanks again for joining me again check out Harmar Superstar go uh, check out Bye Bye 17 uh, you know, you can get it on iTunes, which is what I did. Don't get the corrupt file, though. If you get that one corrupt track, it's not going to make your, make you any happier. So, um, don't get that, I guess. Um, and yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Probably another two weeks or so. I'm not too sure what I'm going to do. But, uh, I do have something coming up that I'm going to announce probably next week in detail a bit more. But, uh, keep an eye on Twitter and Facebook. Three Angry Nerds. Remember to spell out the number three. Or actually, no, actually, I think on social media you do put the number three. 
uh, and uh, we'll be doing updates there, including uh, what we're going to be doing with this new partnership that's going on. Uh, more details to come. But uh, we'll chat guys next week. Anyways, uh, bye for now. All right, welcome back, everybody. And uh, Electric uh, Blue is sort of uh, the newest track off of Arcade Fire, uh, you know, new album here. Everything now, uh, man, I, I love, I love, love Arcade Fire. Uh, I've always sort of really liked their albums and their music, but uh, I just love sort of like the new. Well, I guess it's not really a new sound. It's. Um, it's kind of like, I guess in a way, it's um, the tone sort of kind of harkens back to the suburbs and funeral and their other albums. Uh, but it's also just so full of like funk and like just great energy. Um, it's got a groove to it. I think like not too many uh, songs out there kind of have a groove like it. So uh, it's kind of more poppy, I guess, than what a lot of people might be expecting. Uh, and the thing is, too, is like I guess Arcade Fire has always been more of an arc, uh, indie kind of like rock band sound, but they kind of like are on the verge of being pop. And I think this is like more full blown pop. And that, you know, that's not a bad thing. I mean, obviously, we think of pop as like popular music, but it's not always that. It's just a sound. It's like really kind of like a lighthearted, fun, groovy sound. And I think sometimes it's uh it's great to have uh tracks like that it's not overly complicated but man it's just like so fun like honestly like i've just been catching myself dancing to the arcade fire album uh just lately just because it's like it's just so much fun like i actually uh funny enough like a lot of these uh these uh albums i actually just bought on vinyl just because i love vinyl and i love the sound of it but uh 
the first like the probably the one i've listened to the most is probably everything now from arcade fire just because it's just so funky and fun and it's like it's one that like you know unlike say crack excuse me crack up by uh fleet foxes i have a lot of fun re-listening to it all the time so it's great um yeah that's it for uh, everything uh now it's a great album just you know you don't have to listen on vinyl i'm not saying you have to uh but man if you can get it on vinyl you have a vinyl player do listen to it and it's one that like if you have like a girl or boy over and you just want to have fun with them putting on this album you could do a lot worse than that uh we're gonna cover the last uh track here that i want to talk about today and that's i'm not ready to weigh by feist so we're gonna hop into that track here we're gonna come back and talk about it in just a moment all right talk to you guys soon <laughs> 